Honey, 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 honey. Watermelon, what? Oh, it's on. Yep, welcome one, welcome all. Yet another episode of The Family Cast. Food and music is life, yes? That's why it's family with a question mark. Food and music is life, yes? Now, with that said, I brought my friend to this episode, and his name is Mike Wright. He's a fellow musician, and he used to cook at Google, and he was a catering chef. But before all that, he was in a band that toured with Dogwood, and they were called Fighting Jacks. And then he's also he was also in a band before that, which we'll get into in the in the uh, conversation. Now he's in a band called Ironside, and he's also written some songs with my new project called Saint Didicus one of which has already been released that he was on and then he has written a couple more with us but i have i've worked on one is almost done a couple more we're still doing so yeah we're actually just now that i think about it we've collaborated on almost as many songs as saint didicus has released so that's kind of cool lots of songs to work on um that's it's always fun to have irons in the fire um as it were so but back to mike um yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna get into his story about him growing up in the San Jose Bay Area in California, and then uh, you know doing music, going to culinary school, and all that, and what he's up to these days. So before we get into our conversation with uh, Mr. Mike Wright, I just wanted to ask you a little favor, and if you could please tell your friends about the show. Anyone who's listening, just tell somebody, whatever, share share some of these on your stories or. You know, rate, review, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. We even have a Patreon if you want to kick down a little bit of stuff for, for doing this. It helps, you know, as they say, keep the lights on in the building and all that kind of stuff. So any little bit helps. We're just trying to get the word out. As you know, it's a baby podcast. It's in its infancy, in its nascent form. And uh, we just want to keep it going. So get the word out. Who should I be talking to? Let me know. So I'll stop talking and let you hear our conversation. Here's Mike Wright on the Family Cast. Let's dig in. And we made it. We're on. It's working. Nice. Rock and roll. (laughs) So I am here with Mr. Mike Wright, uh, infamous uh, relative to the people who invented airplanes. (laughs) I think true, like a long time ago, you know, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So just just believe me. Um, But anyways, yeah. So I've known Mike for a long time uh, through the music industry. And then we uh, we toured together uh, with his band Fighting Jacks, right? That was a really fun tour. Was it more than one tour? I don't know. It was a couple. It was all within like a year. It was just long, long tours. <laughs> um, but but we'll we'll get into some of that. And then also, um, I know that you had a, a culinary career, culinary stint, right? So yeah. we uh, want to get into that too. Um, but first, why don't you tell us who are you? Where are you from? And where are you like? from from okay yeah well um 
is Mike Wright. Um, you know, I've been uh, playing music for a long time since I was a teenager. Um, and uh, currently I live in Burbank, California, down here near LA and uh, born and raised in the Bay Area. Um, that's where I did most of the music, most of everything. I've only been down here. My wife and I moved down here about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, be closer to LA, closer to cool, cool, cultural, funk, awesome stuff, you know? Yeah. So it was like yeah, just yeah. down here for all this stuff that was shut down, obviously, this whole year. So, but uh, it's still been awesome and um, no regrets about that at all. Um, you know, had a, such an awesome year doing like so much more music than I've done in like over a decade. So this is the COVID the right was, spots. Yeah. The right spot of, of, of COVID was music creation. Um, definitely. For I me. feel that. Yeah. And everything. So, yeah. yeah so so. What, what we missed out on and playing live, we got to um, you, even you and I got to write some songs together and, yeah. um, and so we're working on some of that, but um, yeah. And then what was it? going back a little bit to the Bay area days, did you, did you grow up in a musical household or how did you get into like playing? Yeah, not I, like my household, not really at all. I mean, my parents, you know, my parents like sang in the church choir. Mm. Uh, my dad played a little bit of guitar, like when he was in high school and stuff, but like, nope, nobody's really like a musician in my family. There wasn't honestly even like a lot of music like not a lot of subculture or music happening at all in my household, which is interesting. Oh, okay. My mom's very like, very like, you know, straight, like uh, only likes worship music because she can understand everything that's talking about it in the lyrics, you know, and like the, uh, the really traditional hymnal kind of. Yeah. Worship or? Like, no, okay. not anything too art- artistic or cryptic. She's like, I don't understand, you know, so <laughs> she was, she wasn't really into it. My dad was like a really like a construction worker and painter. And he was just like, he, he's mm-hmm. a, he had a crazy work schedule, you know, and my brother and I were homeschooled um, okay. as young kids. So, you know, my, my parents were like, they weren't hippies, but they were kind of like, you know, pro- like the, the early kind of like progressive, like let's do homeschooling, you know, let's go to like health food stores before they were a thing, you know? Yeah, for um, sure. So we, my mom would take us to like, you know, the little tiny mom and pop like health food stores to buy like, you know, soy milk and like little, like, like, like a uh, health, like uh, mm. energy bars and things before they were a thing, you know, they before, would, it they were, uh, before it was trendy, before it was trendy, way before Whole Foods or anything, you know, so. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and so what, city? what was the uh, city? San Jose. San Jose. South Bay area, you know, like, um, yeah, a lot of like orchards and stuff back in the day and then became mm-hmm. the tech hub over the years. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Definitely. It's like every tech thing there is it's way different than when I was a kid. It was a lot of like orchards and there wasn't that many freeways. And, you know, you just kind of like we'd play church sports leagues and, mm-hmm. you know, we would go on field trips to things or whatever. It's pretty, pretty, pretty chill, kind of regular growing up. And I don't know. So now I started getting into music. Like I was really into hip hop. Like when I was like around 12 or 13, I started getting really into music. Okay. And then that was kind of like the boom of like, because uh, I didn't, I, I I didn't have any influence on from music, so I knew like Petra, you know, and like Striper a little bit. I would hear mm-hmm. Christian music a little bit, like Stephen Curtis Chapman, that kind of stuff. And then um, there started becoming like alternative rock was like big, you know. So I got yeah. really that whole era, like the early '90s when everything kind of started coming out. Decided uh, to guitar, you know. So what was the music scene like in the '90s in the Bay Area? Well, there was, there was a, there was a couple of good clubs like in the Bay area. I kind of missed the heyday of it though. 
Oh, okay. like the heyday was like the mid, the early to mid nineties, and I was too young. Oh, so you're right I, after. Right, I started going to shows like when I was sixteen or seventeen. I, mm-hmm. uh, but they started to have like all ages shows at some clubs and stuff. But I know that like a lot of the, um, there you know, there's a club, there's a place called the Cactus Club that was like the legit little club in San Jose, uh-huh. and everybody played there before you know my era. It was like Nirvana and Deftones and and all these bands played there like all the time, and then they got oh, me played there by the time i could actually go they already <laughs> yeah so I, I i missed the window you know but just missed it yeah but we started going uh, there was like no um there was like no christian bands at all uh-huh. from the bay Area. there was like one little kind of coffee house that we would go to that had like acoustic kind of like acoustic worship rock kind of things uh-huh check out and we're like you know so uh, <laughs> they're trying uh, yeah we were trying and then you know, we, we the, the group of guys that I knew from church and would meet at different places. Um, met a couple, met a couple guys at like a, a summer camp called Hume Lake. And, mm-hmm. uh, I met like early days. I met, um, actually Adam, like Adam. And I think one or two of the other guys from Craig's brother before Craig's brother, I, I okay. met those guys back in the day. And they were talking about, they were like, check out, you know, like MXPX or whatever, you know, there were some new bands that I heard. And then mm-hmm. there was like, uh, local college radio that would do like a one hour a week Christian rock show. Oh, okay. and I, that must have been like right in right around ninety three or ninety four because it was right when like MXPX and Starflyer and like the tooth and nail yeah. stuff came out. So right in the I, beginning I of that, that label. And I got a, my, one of my first jobs ever was um, working at the Berean Christian bookstore. Oh, when I was sixteen, you know, so. Uh-huh. So that was pretty sweet. So I got to find all the new music and got, that's right around when I started playing guitar and I like got really into that. You're, um, so, so you were you're inspired by the, by, did you work in the music section or something or? Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. they, 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 uh, they didn't have any, they, they were like mostly like tooth and nail and pl- straight up like, uh, I guess mainstream church music or, you know. Yeah. It was nothing, a lot of like. Nothing buy, crazy. Like, no, nothing yet. I mean, it was like there was some kind of rock stuff, you know, and then mm-hmm. uh, there was like people would buy like tracks that they'd sing to at church, which is oh, like a yeah. weird, weird old old school. I don't think anybody does that at all anymore, you know, but yeah, people used to like just sing a solo along with like a, a cassette. At church. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, it seems that's know, pretty Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I started picking up the guitar. I had, my dad had his old acoustic. I started jamming on it like, uh huh. Nirvana songs and some real easy stuff, you know, and so I'm figuring out it's actually pretty easy. I could probably do this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. What about with the health food part? Like did, did that kind of, do you think that kind of gave you a spark to like want to cook and stuff like that? Or is you that know, later on? It was later on. Um, my mom, I mean, my mom cooked, we ate, like we barely ate out at all, uh-huh. but we did. She, and she cooked like every day, but she wasn't very adventurous. She was oh. like very like, you know, like, very simple and she would she would make the same things over and over again and they were always good they were always fine you know like my yeah. mom actually like made like vegetables like most of my friends growing up they're like gross you know but we would actually eat like broccoli and like you know we wouldn't eat we would eat like salads you know and, and yeah. steamed veggies and like cooked you know my mom no my dad didn't cook at all my mom didn't cook that mm-hmm. much she would just make everything pretty much you know there wasn't like um yeah not a lot of grilling, not a lot of like adventurous things. Oh. <laughs> uh, my, 
was even into that. Like, it's super weird. Like my, you know, like the, my memories of growing up, like, you know, getting KFC with the family, you know, everybody, you know, grandparents and aunts and uncles with the bucket of chicken, you know, or like, just like, you know, kind of basic stuff, grilling, like, you know, yeah. frozen patties, that kind of stuff. That was the so, treat. That's the, yeah. the treat. Yeah. Day, yeah. It was like once in a long while was the super treat, you know, in the, uh-huh. in the like eighties, it wasn't like a every day you eat fast food all the time. It was like a once, once in a long while, grandma takes you to McDonald's or something. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. I think we were, we were um, like, I, I had like a lot of food allergies when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. So my mom got really into like, like, uh, you know, I was allergic to dairy and I was allergic to like, like a lot of like, to, like tomatoes and a lot of like fruits and stuff. I would get like rashes or I'd be really, oh, like, no. some, I kind of grew out of everything as I got older, but I think that was why she kind of like got into that stuff early. Uh, you know, so maybe that that's probably true. She probably did it mostly because she knew you had these dietary restrictions or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was different. Um, you know, and so she, you know, we were pretty simple. We were kind of like, you know, made do with what we had, you know, it's so funny. Like the, the food trends, like, you know, we would eat like these super healthy things, but then we mm-hmm. drink like, tons of soda you oh. know, or, like, or you'd have like uh you know like healthy vegetables but you'd eat like corn dogs all the time or like frozen <laughs> chicken you know patties or something you know weird or like you'd eat like super sweet cereal but you'd have like a banana with it or something you know yeah so it was like weird kind of a mix of foods back in then you know, and some of it was some of it was from her or you know the parents not really knowing how to how to cook or what to mm-hmm. be adventurous with so there was that compromise right. of my, Corn my dad, or... yeah, and my dad only had like he hated vegetables growing up because he only had like canned <laughs> or frozen. Yeah, my grandma, my grandma would just buy like those frozen bags of veggies right. and just throw them in the pot, you know. So you just mm-hmm. hated everything. So <laughs> my mom was kind of new, like, oh, let's do salads or let's cut up like veggies and we'll steam them or we'll put them in the oven, you know. It's like, whoa, this, this is different. This isn't this isn't too bad. Yeah, you know. And then you know, and then fast forward to you being a, a you know culinary whiz like going from you know that household to going out to eat with grandma's kfc and mcdonald's and then all of a sudden you know i mean we'll, we'll kind of go back and forth a little but going from like rock rock and roll to being in the kitchen like how does that transition work you know well it, it was really I've, I've always kind of been like the musician that's like no i don't have a lot of the technical knowledge mm-hmm. like i would just like figure things out and like practice a lot. And I felt like cooking was kind of the same. Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know a lot of, uh, I didn't, I had some training, you know, but at first I just started like kind of figuring out like, as I went like, Oh, I, I can make this or I can make that. Or I would yeah. buy like frozen dinner, but then I'd like add some of my own ingredients and season things better or something, you know, like you kind of mm. get better and better. And it was after I got married, I didn't, I finally cook, we were cooking on our own. We're like learning recipes and oh, okay. And, uh, and then, um, from there it was like, actually, no, I did, I can, I'm pretty good at this. I can kind of, <laughs> kind of have a knack for this, right. You know, I know how to season things or kind of, I can wing it, you know, nice. I feel like like using these, the musical side of it, it's like the same, like just creating mm-hmm. things like for, with what you have, you know, and like make something work. That's um, punk rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of punk rock. It was kind of like, okay, like whatever, you know, like that's the way to go. You know, like you could, you could be creative. For something other than music too, which was like a nice, it was an outlet. Yeah, for that same. Too. I'm the same in that regard. Um, did you did you make any like gourmet Frito boats? 
<laughs> you know, I probably I barely ever had those. Like that was oh, such yeah. a band name. Like it was more like we're all seventeen and we're like goofy things. Yeah, for sure. Like, I was. I mean, then, we were the same. You know, whatever. <laughs> you're like, why did we name the band that? You know, as we went yeah. along. How long did you have that name before you changed it to something else? Well, we had it the whole, uh, we were, we were going to change. We started the band. I think it was like in the end of 1997 90, or like early 98. Mm-hmm. And we had it that whole time until like 2000, we were going to change our band name. Um, okay. And then we, but then we ended up breaking up. <laughs> so That's it was like, to we, do it. <laughs> yeah, we did a tour. We were like, we were telling everybody, okay, we're going to change our band name. Cause we already stopped. We were playing more of like a punk rock thing at the time. Like uh-huh. we didn't have all the, the ska elements anymore. Yeah. And, right. uh, we, we played, I think we played with you guys a couple times and we were like, yeah, we were maybe we were with you guys. And then we, we finished our tour and then everybody was like, some people were like, where, where we're out. We quit. Oh, shoot. So, I was so hoping that I was hoping that, you know, cause when I saw you guys, um, was probably like, you know, 97, 98, the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I heard from somebody in the band that you wanted to lean less on the ska influence style because there was, I got, I don't know if there's too many bands or whatever, but I was like kind of rubbing my hands together. Like, Ooh, maybe we'll do, maybe we'll go for some like rocket from the crypt sounds, you know, or something, you know, like a, a band with horns. That's not necessarily, you know, winning kick, 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 kick or whatever. Right. Um, right. Not, and I'm not, I'm not dissing any ska stuff. Cause you know, obviously there's crossover bands like op ivy and rancid and stuff like that but um but you guys had the skills with the horns so i was like ooh, maybe we could like go more rock and roll or something you know um but it is what it is and then you formed you know you got into fighting jacks from there right so yeah, I mean, that yeah, was I, maybe a couple years later like, yeah that was more you know that was only that was only like even the end of the same year that we broke we freedom boat broke up oh so not you kind of you wanted to like go you know we were trying to go in more of a mature direction and um you know, the horn player, when the horns left, they were like, they didn't write anything. And they were kind of like the younger guys in the band, like, oh, we're going to go off to college. We're doing other things. We're like, All mm-hmm. right. So they're trying to find new guys. We just said, let's just go pull on like punk rock. And, yeah. uh, and then um, when that ended, we, were, we, we, we had already kind of been more in that kind of like face to face, hot water music, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, mature, like, like punk rock, but not so fast, you know? Yep. And so that's yep. kind of what we were on for with the with the fighting jacks when we start oh yeah i'll i'll uh i'll show them i'll show them some some fighting jacks i'll learn them um d- now i know that um sylvia produced that record right if yeah so yeah is, the awesome. same, is that the same sylvia that did the fugazi uh red medicine record? i think so i mean she was she was in la she used to work a lot with um with uh rick rubin and like she okay. did like you know like the early like tool albums and uh, oh that's right yeah a I bunch of stuff, like yeah. Peppers, Smashing Pumpkins, a lot of things. Uh-huh. Were, it was probably the same. I don't think there's another. That's so, so amazing that you got to work with her. Um, yeah, yeah. What was that experience like going from like, you know, small indie label in the Bay Area to, I mean, Tooth and Nail's Tooth and Nail, but like also, but working with a major producer like that for your debut yeah. album, you know? <laughs> awesome. Well, it was cool because she, she had actually just, we had heard about her from like our, our, the manager we were working with at the time kind of met her through somebody and hooked it up. And, um, I, I know tooth and nail really wanted us to go with Aaron Sprinkle up in right. Seattle. And so, mm-hmm. but then we, we found out she started, she started her own, um, studio and it was up in Northern California at the very top in this town called weed. Oh yeah. You know, weed, of course it's like yeah. right on the edge of, of Oregon up there. Yeah. And yeah. it's funny. 
they have like everything's like you know you go to the gas station it's like i got high in weed california (laughs) people that live there are like i don't get the joke it's not funny you know like whatever that joke sucks they're all serious about it you know so yeah yeah i just stay up there for like a month which was Uh amazing you know it was in the winter it was like snowy the we stayed in this little apartment that was above the studio which was like this old uh theater that that was closed they converted into a studio so it was it was pretty amazing like having like the um you know the know-how of her her engineer was really amazing like that's the first time we've worked with like all this really uh amazing uh equipment you know all these uh yeah really good mics and, and drum kits and, and amps and mm-hmm. she'd have a lot of input on you know like you know she didn't have a ton of we didn't have a ton of input from her on like the song writing but she helped a lot with the vocals and like really have, like would get the best takes, you know, and yeah. we found out later that she would like, she was like recording uh, us when we were doing warm ups, as well as when we were doing the takes, you know, we'd be like, oh, we got to do that again. She's like, no, I already got it. That was awesome. You know, she, she kind of was oh. like sneaking, you know, like, I guess that's kind of a thing with a lot of those producers. They always like, they don't want to miss some magic, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was, pretty, it was pretty sweet. Um, got to like chill out in the snow and like there was like this little bar across the street from there it was like in this teeny teeny town so it was like fairly right. in there and the the bar had a, a shuffleboard so we could go like walk over there and play shuffleboard or they, we could play video games in the in the studio and just hang out and like work on the music without anybody there you know it was pretty it was that's pretty awesome. sweet that's it really awesome cool. <laughs> it's like some like a once in a lifetime like you know, experience, especially with a recording. Actually, nowadays, everybody just like does stuff at home and you get together for, you know, a few different things for the mixing. But back then it was like, we all, all four of us just for a month, you know? Yeah. You know, you don't even know. I think we all had, we all had like basic cell phones, you know, but nobody had a smartphone, you know, you're just, you're just not, not a lot of internet. you're just like doing your thing there, you know, it was pretty, pretty sweet. What about, um, yeah. So, uh were you doing like cooking there too for the band were you cooking for other people yeah, actually i did a, i was doing a little bit that was kind of like the early days um mm-hmm. of learning how to cook um but it was mostly like i would get i would cook like uh, you know pastas and like kind of make my own sauce like sauces or we cook like uh you know we could you know cook burgers or yeah or what we were on a really tight budget too you know so yeah. we'd be like exactly we go you got to figure it out you know, so we would kind of make it happen. I didn't know yeah. anything about like real cooking then, but I would, you know, we, we, we'd make, you know, make some pastas, make some sandwiches, make, you know, make some burgers or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, ramen or whatever, you know, cook some eggs, that kind of stuff. So uh, musician food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I did that on, you know, I would kind of, whenever we had little bits of downtime on tour, I feel like I was always the one that was like telling yeah. us to go to, go to Walmart and we got to get some veggies and you go know, to Subway. <laughs> yeah yeah i remember actually on, with you on tour i think you were a couple different times where you get you, you know you're only eating like three you have like three dollar meal per diems you know yeah so we'd it was very low budget like, dollar menu and you were yeah. the i think you were the first one that was like oh just get the get the two salads and get like a chicken sandwich and then cut this chicken up put it in the salad <laughs> you know like oh that's not smart you know because you're like i don't want to eat a freaking burger or like every day all the time you know you're just like oh man yeah so try to change it up try to you know work the menu a little bit take the dressing and, and do the same thing every day for you know yeah somewhat tr- figure it out you know <laughs> uh, yeah, some, like, even even if the chicken is is iffy it's not you know it's it's not a burger so yeah i don't yeah. even think 
most places had like grilled chicken. It was usually just like the breaded yeah. chicken. You got so. to fi- figure it out if you can't take a take a stove with you on the road, you know. So. <laughs> and then <laughs> I know that seemed like um, Walmart's were like the big thing everywhere back then. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, and a lot of times, like people you'd stay with, like someone worked at Walmart. That would be at the show or like the house you stayed at or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you. I feel like Walmart was always a big thing where you could, you could sleep in the van in Walmart parking lots too. And nobody would ask you. Yeah. Depending on which city it was in, I guess, but definitely in the Midwest, you know, wide open spaces and and nobody's out on the road, you know, Walmart's like a, almost like an oasis in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. (laughs) You go like walk around Walmart if you had nothing else to do. (laughs) Let's just check it out. I'm sure it doesn't look like any of the other Walmarts. Right. Right. Exactly. That's funny. (laughs) Um, yeah. So how, how long were you in, how long was, uh, fighting jacks doing fighting jacks? How long was that going? To the end of 2000 till like 2005 was really when we were like touring. Um, mm-hmm. when we, we signed with tooth and nail, um, it was kind of a weird process. Cause we, we signed with tooth and nail. We were signing with our A&R guy left the company right when we were getting signed. Oh, okay. So, um, we kind of, we were kind of just like, uh, you know, like at, at that point, I think there were so many bands got signed and the guy that was really into us was gone. So it was kind of like, we did the album and, and, you know, we, we did, we did what we could. And then, uh, we, we were like demoing new music and like, Hey, we're we ready to do another record. And they were like, Oh no, you guys were, you guys are gone. You know, oh, she's like, Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. So kind of got like dropped by like, uh, email kind of, it was really weird. At the so time, like, you know. So like uh for those of you that don't know the AR actually like looks out for the bands, like you know, artists and repertoire is like it's like your their responsibility is to, to be active on the label. So if, if and this happens a lot, I think, on label, like a lot of labels, not just tooth nail, yeah. um, the AR like a major labels, they'll move on and then whatever bands they got signed uh get dropped or shelved because well, there's no one looking out for them, no one, no one uh no one advocating for the band. Right, um, right. You know, uh, I mean, no matter how good or bad the band is, there's just nobody like t- putting you in the ear of it, of the executives or anything like that anymore, right? Right, um, right. It happens a lot. They're overwhelmed. Um, you know, some some of the A and R guys had like so many bands that they're mm-hmm. responsible for too. So yeah, you know, if like there's a few bands that are like blowing up, and then they have like ten other bands they're supposed to watch out for. Like they're probably gonna <laughs> let yeah. a few of those slip through the cracks you know and yeah uh, we hit, we had like a rough year it was 2006 where um we got dropped by our label we got the drop by the label and then right after that we were still touring and we got home from a tour and it was like middle of the night we're like let's go to sleep and then our van and trailer got stolen like in one night you know and um and so that was kind of like we kind of just that was kind of the end of our touring you know we uh like it was a nail we, in the coffin. We started working on a new, a new album and our drummer uh, joined a different band that, and went on tour. So that kind of oh. just, everything kind of just like ended. So, okay. you know, I got, I got married. The other guys, you know, were in serious relationships and stuff mm-hmm. too. So yeah, just, you know, it was what it was. It was, you know, it happened. So how, how soon after that did you start in uh, Ironside or was there another so, band between there? No, there was, well, I, no, Ironside was like, um, didn't really start for like four, five or six years later. Okay. So I, did, I had like no music for like a while. It, was, it was weird. 
my musical <laughs> Uh, between like 2007, 2010, or 2011, kind of was like nothing. Is is that when you went to culinary school? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what. That's when I um, I you know I was kind of like trying to figure out what to do with my life. You know, your whole life is like, I'm a musician. I tour all the time. You know, I've been doing that since I was like 17. Yeah. So yeah. you know, 10 years later, you're like, what am I going to do now? This is weird. And um, but I actually didn't um, I didn't start doing culinary till like 2011. Okay. Uh, I, I got a, I was starting to cook a lot more. I was really into it. You know, like I was really into like cooking shows and mm-hmm. I was trying like, tons of recipes and really experimenting with cooking and uh, was super into that. Um, and then um, I, I got laid off from, I was working for uh, at, a, at, a, at a Verizon with working for Verizon wireless and I got laid off. Um, and so I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go to culinary school. And so, it was like, but I couldn't, but at the time I, I couldn't get into the culinary school. It's too expensive. Oh, okay. And yeah. And so I just went to uh, the, the community college in my town in, in Santa Clara there. They, they had a culinary program. Okay. So nice. I just went to that and it was great. It was, you know, it was like two, two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was super, it was super awesome. Like I learned, you know, all the, all the cooking and baking, like, lessons that I probably would have learned at like a fancier school. I didn't learn like the fancy, fancy stuff, you know, like, but I started working for, for catering companies, like right at the same time. Yeah. So I got a job, it was tough, you know, going from a job when you're making like 20 bucks an hour or something, you know, going to like making like nine bucks an hour, mm-hmm. just like chopping vegetables all day mm-hmm. for like 10 hours a day. The so but work, I, yeah. at the same time I was doing the grunt work and I was going to school um so it was like really long days because i was doing like school sometimes it was at night you know sometimes it was at yeah. day like, i would leave school and i'd go to the kitchen and i'd chop until at night and then we'd have like events on the weekends and so it was a lot of like hands-on training it was awesome you know it was like yeah i learned like all these i learned all these fundamentals in school and i but i also learned this because it was like a college they taught us like business stuff too. It wasn't just oh, like smart. Yeah. How to make food. It was like, here's how to make, you know, how to balance your budget for a restaurant or like how to, how to cost out, you know, your food costs and alcohol costs and like, you know, how you would, how, how would you would like run a business too? So it was all That's these really like smart. things on the other end of it, you know, that a lot of people don't know. They're like, I'm going to be, a re- I'm going to be a chef, you know? And then you're like, well, what's your food cost? You're like, uh, I don't know. Like what's the, <laughs> you know, what, what, what's the percentage that you should be going for, for your labor and your, your overhead and all these things and that people have no idea, you know, so. That's, that is one benefit from, of the schooling. Cause there's the, you know, there's the argument of you learn more doing the work than going to school or you learn more in school than doing, you know, cause the school yeah. will actually teach you those kind of classes, um, mm-hmm. which you may or may, which you may or may not get in, you know, real life experience uh, right. without doing the school. Uh, right. You'd learn the hard way probably if you didn't, you know, learn it in school. Did you ever mm-hmm. end up, um, did you ever end up like opening a food truck or a restaurant or anything like that? Um, no, I was thinking about it. Um, it was, it was, a. I, I worked for a couple different catering companies. We were doing like, um, really big, you know, we would do like really big events, um, yeah. at like Stanford university or like up in San Francisco, we do like tons of parties and, um, and then, um, I was still going to school, you know, learning different things. And then, um, one of the chefs at the catering company kind of like poached me to join his other team. <laughs> so we went, we, we had like a real small team that we were up in the mountains. We were doing like, 
only um only wed like little weddings and they were all uh -huh. like on site like we were at our kitchen was at this facility that was like in the mountains okay so people come there for their weddings and so we do all the food in there nice. so we got like, really it was like four of us we were doing like 100 person weddings like like three times a week and oh, we wow. would just all of it out we, we'd, we'd have like one prep day where we'd prep everything mm -hmm. you know for like eight hours and then we'd have we do those other events like three days a week and, and uh it was cool um doing it, it you know it come from there it was just like just a, a matter of weird things just like uh things kind of fell apart you know people quit or people left oh the yeah chef that I was working for uh just he passed away oh and I, he was only in his 40s but he he just like he just died in his sleep so super sad and so it was really weird transition. yeah it was really crazy and um so I didn't know what I was, I didn't know what I was going to do. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to, um, I, I, by then I had so much experience. I had like three or four years of like doing really high end catering and appetizers and like fancy things, mm -hmm. um, and as well as like big production, like, you know, whatever. So, um, I, I, I signed up for a temp agency that did catering, like they needed chefs. And okay. the first day, um, was for a temp at Google. Oh yeah. So, I, I remember. Oh, yeah. there. <laughs> I went out to Google um, and I worked, I worked from the first day and then the chefs there were like, they loved me right away. So they just, they just hired me on like pretty much that day. Nice. So I was working full time there for like uh, a year and I was still had, I still had like a, uh, I was still finishing college, uh, the, the, the college courses at the, for the um, culinary program. Okay. Uh, I was doing that. I had like a couple of classes at night and I was working the day uh, during that. So it was like pretty brutal. It was like 6 a.m. start time in the morning till like my school would end at like 10 o'clock at night, you know, so it was pretty gnarly. Uh, and that was Google, <laughs> the Google Mountain View campus? Yeah, yeah. And, okay. and it was crazy because there's so, there's like, there's like 50 restaurants there, but they also have catering right. Right. for the like high-end like uh, executives, they don't they don't go to the restaurants there. They they have no. their own food, and so I was <laughs> working on the. That's for the peasants. <laughs> yeah, and so I actually got I was in the group that was doing the high end food. So it was like oh, we nice. were doing awesome a lot of, like luncheons and stuff. It was all like ap little appetizers, like fancy salads, and it was that's fun. It was so crazy. Like everybody, there was like fifty chefs in the kitchen, and everybody had like three feet. You know, you had like barely any space, and you're supposed to like go and grab all this stuff and bring it to your space. Yeah. Yeah, all these like super high end things, like but with like you know this much room on you know no room on either side. And right, madness. People, you know, people <laughs> get stolen. Like people knock things over. They take things, and it's just like chaos. Oh, I'd hate that. <laughs> and, uh, and then um, I was, I, I, it was going really well, and all of a sudden they, like on a, in in one day they like laid off everybody. Oh. They're like, oh, we're going to close like um, a bunch of our restaurants and do remodeling and we need to move people around. And uh, sorry. Oh, it was just like in, in like one day, there was no warning or anything. Oh, that's not fun. That's not so, fun at all. <laughs> uh, and it, like right then, my my um, my mom, she worked for the city of San Jose for like her whole career. Uh -huh. And uh, she was like, I know it's not food, but there's like, you know, I could get you in like with a, you know, a good a uh, good chance to get you a job like doing admin work you know like it's like you know for the water company whatever you know the water part of san jose okay so i i applied and i got hired and i just been doing utility stuff the last uh, like 
for five years now. So, oh, thanks, mom. Yeah, yeah it was cool. I mean, <laughs> and, and, you know, a pretty good jump in pay. And I was just, I was kind of bummed about the, um, the hours were the, you know, yeah. like the colon, there was so much turnover. Um, you know, I had so many, uh, you know, so many chefs were like, like, you know, heavy drinkers, oh, you know, like yeah. a lot of people are like kind of out of it. You know, it's like, it's really a hard lifestyle for, um, mm -hmm. for what I was doing, uh, you know, when I was doing, you know, my wife's working daytime hours and I'm working like nights and weekends. Yeah. So it was just like a, it was kind of a sucky uh, schedule, you know, and Google was the first time where I actually had a day job in catering. Yeah. It's almost like a dream gig, right? Like, yeah, it was great. It was the pay was, was good for a chef. It's not that good for a chef. It was good. <laughs> sure. You know, you got to go to the same place every day and, mm -hmm. and like know people who were like not burnt out, you know, and it was a cool yeah. environment. Um, and How was the like music? Did they do music in the kitchen? <clears throat> not really. No. Oh, bummer. <laughs> it, was, it was a bummer. We, we were totally in the, when I was doing my other, um, other, places I worked at, we would always have music on usually. You know? Yeah. Kitchens, they always had like, you know, depending on the mix of the crew, mm -hmm. you know, usually it was Hispanic music. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we'd always, uh, those guys would get there early and they'd turn music on and they'd have that on. Or yeah. they, or they'd be singing the whole day there too, you, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's always singing, like, you know, some like Banda or like mariachi tunes or whatever, yeah. you know? It and, keeps the uh, spirits up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You kind of get into it, you know, you don't know what they're talking about, but it was fun, you know? And then, <laughs> Uh, when I was all crew, you know, we had our own music, so we would always like the other guys weren't as like savvy, so I would always, I would always make make some playlists and. I love it. Yeah, have, like, uh, you know, '90s hip hop or you know reggae or like, uh, uh, you know, some kind of that like uh, trip hop kind of like, you know, jazzy kind of like instrumental stuff. You know, like, kind of groovy. Yeah. Kind of stuff. Kind of depends just like on, depends on what you're cooking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like we wouldn't play like a, you know we wouldn't play like metal or anything. It was too. You got to have kind of like more of like a like an easy groove going the whole time, you know. Okay. Yeah, I play, I do metal when I'm trying to, uh, if I'm actually if I'm plating something really nice, I'll play like Ooh, something something crazy, or mm -hmm. if I'm like trying to like you know, I don't know. I think it just depends, but like the music definitely sets the mood for what you're doing. Like a punk punk rock can give you a steady beat. Uh, yeah, we, certain yeah. things or or get yeah, you know, certain songs uh, will get everybody singing or yeah 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 well, the other uh, guys that were they weren't into punk rock so that I couldn't i didn't they wouldn't get into that but they would, ah. they would like, we, we do like alt rock kind of stuff you know they'd be into uh, like 90s rock too we do a lot of that yeah just cool, 80s but, metal ballads <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, you know some people are like oh whatever zone is cool and you're like no forget that dude. No, I, don't, I, I always interview people and in my interviews i say what kind of music do you listen to? And the most people either get kind of, they're kind of, I think they're scared of the question or the answer. And they go, I kind of, I'm kind of into everything. Or they'll say like everything but country or everything, but you know, this or that. I'm like, just say what you like, you know, cause I, I kind of like everything too, but just, I'm looking for an example of, of what, what I can play in the kitchen. That's not going to like, you know, ruffle your feathers or maybe I do want to ruffle your feathers. I don't know. <laughs> you're, like the same, you're like the same as me. I'm sure we're, you are really picky and you're kind of a dick about music. Also, I can be. Like, like, you can like all genres, but you're picky about what those genres are. Like, yeah, it's saying, saying, like, I like country music. Like, well, what era of country, you know, or like, yeah, like, like I I older country, maybe, or like, country is good. Gonna... Or, 
or like you know like alt country but if it's not like a bro country you know <laughs> bro country yeah yeah, yeah. like maybe so, not that <laughs> exactly or like, so like, the, you know, the sex like people will be like punk rock oh six pistols you'd be like no have you ever heard of like, you know a good riddance or something and they'd be like this listen like, this yeah and then, yeah. well let me show you let me show you yeah. and then we're gonna then we're gonna make some we're gonna chop up some meat and you know do, mm -hmm. do this and this so yeah because I like to talk about like pairings and pairing food and music. People compare like, you know, people say, oh, you do pairings. You do like cheese and wine or, you know, like burgers and dogs with like, you know, Budweiser. And I'm like, well, that's, that is a pairing. That's one thing, but I, I like to really like, you know, bust out an actual food pairing, but also the music I think plays a part in, I, I feel like the music plays a part in, in the food, like at least the outcome of it. Cause I'm like, like I said, I'm putting on something, drastic to to when i'm plating up these little plates you know like yeah. if you if you go in the kitchen i'm listening to like you know um dillinger escape plan or something you know <laughs> and maybe you know, like the craziness of like a metal or like hardcore that's really precise can be like you just get focused you know whereas like exactly. if you're just, that's what i was like, saying yeah like like dev reggae kind of thing you're just like grooving you know whatever you know you're just kind of chilling when you're I doing that, like yeah. thing hones you in like zoned in kind of so you yeah so you get it because because we yeah. do play we play like we'll play the mellow stuff sometimes in the kitchen but then uh um every, everybody's kind of like on a good vibe you know like oh la la you're but they're they might be taking more time to do something or whatever because they're dancing and singing whereas if True. it's like you know fast scary music it's like oh my gosh let's get this done and get it out of here <laughs> it'll get you through you it you, know? like, you put like fast music on if you're like doing like a plating and you need to be like hurrying yeah. and if you're just if you're like zoning out to some kind of mellow like hip hop thing, you're exactly. not gonna be like, you're not gonna be like ready to go like everybody's like feeling it, you know, yeah. You know, which which is nothing wrong with it. But if I'm if I need to get this done in this certain amount of time, I think you know, I don't know. There's just my go-to songs or or playlists or or albums or whatever you know, whether that's all the way back to you know '80s Metallica to you know nowadays Converge or anything like that in between. So yeah, yeah. I mean, and I know that you know there's nothing that wrong with those other speeds or tempos of music. Cause I know your band Ironside is not like punk rock, you know, speed all the time, but it's like, you know, you guys are all like punk mentality, punk people, but it's like mm -hmm. definitely more of a, or how would you describe Ironside? Yeah. It's like, um, I would say it's kind of like a nineties, nineties rock meets like, um, uh, kind of groove metal. Groove metal. So, okay. You know, like uh, our, I think our main influence is not like your typical '90s rock, more of like mm -hmm. the space rock, like um, like uh, you know, Helmet and uh, Cave In and, and Failure are like kind of the big ones. Yeah, for or, sure. Or like a Hum, um, you know, those kind of like '90s that weren't that weren't the typical alt rock kind of bands, a little like, little heavier, kind of like not quite metal, you know, not uh -huh. not quite not quite rock, and yeah. then. Uh, and then adding, you know, a little bit of like a, you know, the Pantera and like uh, um, the sugar kind of like grooves here and there. Yeah. Try to throw, like, throw some heavier riffs, but keep it like pretty rock and roll. And we, it, we started it, out. It, it sounds heavy. It sounds very heavy. Yeah. Well, the tuning is really low. So that's, it, it definitely sounds a lot low, like a lot heavier with the lower tuning. Yeah. Um, without being like, you know, there's not really much, it's all mostly melodic vocals and like, you know trying to be you know catchy catchy choruses and sing-along kind of things but have it be but it still has that heavy guitar 
that I always wanted to do with like other bands, you know, we always did yeah. kind of like standard, like standard tuning or drop D forever. Uh-huh. So when I did a new band, I was like, I want to do something like real different, like go way down in the tunings and <laughs> take a different approach to it, you know? Um, when, when you tune down the when you tune down that low on an instrument, does it does it affect the way the singer sings? Does the singer have to do anything different? Not really. I mean, if you're that low, it depends on you know he he has to just you know we, he had Dave had to kind of figure out like if it fit his voice. You know he had to get used to singing because I think yeah. all of us he did was all usually you know regular tuning as well. So mm-hmm. um, you know it didn't. At least he has a deeper voice, so it wasn't like too hard to. That probably helps. Yeah. My, my singing range is in, is in the higher range usually. So, uh, you know, the lower tunings, it, I don't think, I don't know if it's like harder, but it's, I think you hear a different range. Like you hear a mm-hmm. different like octave zone and everything like that. Um, right. Of what you're, I don't know if, you, you know, it's not like I've heard every single note in the world, but I've heard the kind of the way people can play on, on a, you know, there's a, only a certain room on a fretboard. Right. And then right why you know like so many bands that do the lower tunings are just screaming the whole time <laughs> like uh like are you talking about, so you're talking about like you know who like who for example mastodon those kind well, of actually, that's pretty melodic like, uh-huh. uh, like the newer you know like um the newer norma Jean stuff is really melodic more than uh-huh. it used to be right you know so people have come up with things it's not just like uh you know it's not just like uh, uh sugar or uh or, or, or like, you know, all those kind of ni- like earlier hardcore bands that all just had the deep growl. A lot of, you know, all the newer bands, there's so many newer like deathcore kind of bands that mm-hmm. tune super low and it's just like all screaming the whole time. You know? <laughs> so, you know, so every once in a while, I'll put that on in the, in the kitchen. Uh, yeah. you know, somebody, somebody will walk in that's not from the kitchen and be like, what is going on in here? The one <laughs> like, that you can do on that is, is um, that band, Impending Doom. Oh, yeah. If you ever yeah. Them. They're from like down down in LA somewhere, I think. But uh, it's, it's like ridiculous, like you know, like nothing subtle. It's just like super low chug and like <laughs> uh-huh. a low death metal growling, kind of ridiculous, <laughs> so over the top that you're like, what is this? You know? Yeah. So so, so yeah. Uh, but it's still like good musicianship. Like it's a uh, um, it, it, like it's over the top. Uh, you can tell that it's good musicianship. Uh, I think. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is some some bands like. I guess in that in that uh, they're trying to sound you know, a certain way. Like we have to hit these these we have to be in this low note range, and we have to have this growling murderous growl all the time or whatever, just <clears throat> because it's the genre, you know. Where, yeah. For the sake of for the sake of the genre, I think. Right. Right. I think when when we started Ironside, we we were trying to do something a lot more crazy, mm-hmm. and then it was just like I couldn't help it but like write like melodic guitar riffs, you know, like. And so it turned out to be a lot more like a rock band than we originally thought. Like, well, oh, yeah, well, that's, that's just what we come up with. You know, we can't, I can't help it. I like melodic rock parts, you know, whatever. I guess that's the way it is. <laughs> I, that's, I think it's your progression as a musician, as you, as you mature from 17 year old Mike or 17 year old Josh to, you know, going through your, you know, your first hundred songs or whatever, however many songs, there has to be some songs that sound like your, your age kind of. And that's yeah. why musicians that musicians that sound older than they are, it's like, well, that yeah, that's why it sounds better because they don't sound like they're so young. But so mm-hmm. I, I'm 17 when I start playing punk rock. I'm gonna sound like that 
you know, right. I sound like 17 year old Josh on the first record. And hopefully you can hear some maturation in the songwriting and lyrics and everything like that. And a journey, whether it's through, through musician, the music you're playing, and, you know, and, and of course, you know, as you go through different bands. So like, I don't necessarily want those say, for example, the last, the final Dogwood record on Toothnail to sound like my first record that when I did when I was 17, you know, right. I don't, I need, I, I need it to change. The fans don't like it necessarily all the time. But well, you guys were a little bit older than us, like maybe like three or four years older than us, like as uh -huh. a band people. So yeah. you guys were like maturing with Dogwood a little bit faster than like what I was doing. So we kind of like, noted, we were, it was like an influence on us, you know, with, with music, like, bands seemed like they were getting a little bit more serious or like they had a little bit more, you know, interesting, you know, guitars or vocal parts or like mm -hmm. lyrics, you know, as you got a little older, you're not just like, you know, singing a goofy song or go singing about skateboarding or something random, you know, you're like, uh -huh. you have a little bit of a message and the, the chord progressions would fit the, the, the vocals you were coming up with that kind of thing, you know? So right. I think kind of, it would, you, you know, the, the people that are a little bit older than you, if they're still going in music, they start to mature and then you start to kind of get influenced by that, you know, if you're into that. You, you would hope, yeah. You would hope that they, <laughs> that it is, you know. I mean, right. it works for some bands to not to not really, you know, mature. But at the same time, like, you could just take it, for example, on a bigger, much bigger scale, Blink being, right. writing the songs they wrote about when they were a small band in, in San Diego County. And now what they're writing about is, you know, I mean, they, for God's sakes, their latest video was at their, you know, some kids school with a bunch of little kids running around. So like going right. from, you know, it's just a progression. And I think, I think fans sometimes are just, uh, so they want what they want with, I don't want to say tunnel vision or tunnel, tunnel hearing, but like, Hey, this doesn't sound like your band at all. It's like, of course, yeah. you know, and then with my new stuff is like, I know it's not dogwood. <laughs> it's, right. I didn't say it was dogwood. I'm just, I'm from dogwood, but this is not dogwood, you know? Um, right. So that's the thing. Like, you know, like a lot of people kind of quit doing music or they quit doing creative things like after a certain mm -hmm. age. Mm -hmm. And you, you and I are both, are both not that way. I mean, yeah. You know, you, in your case, it's probably even more rare because you actually have like a bunch of kids and, and stuff too. So a lot of people, you know, when they, once they have kids, they're like, that's all that parts of their life is over. <laughs> I have know? a bunch of kids. I have a, I have a thousand kids. <laughs> you have, have two kids or three kids? I have three. Yeah. Okay. So, and they're a little bit older now. So, you know, they, they're like, oh, I don't do, I used to go to shows or I used to make music or I used to, you know, cook or do creative things. And they're just like, over, oh, that's over now, you know? Yeah. Why'd you stop? You know, like, I don't understand why you need to do that. You know, it's not like, uh, like now is the best time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you've always got to keep progressing as like a person. Like, mm -hmm. you always got to challenge yourself with like new things, you know? It's mm -hmm. like, whether it's music or, or anything artistic, you know, or food or like whatever, you know? It's oh, like, yeah. I'm always, always trying to learn about yeah. something. I'm always trying to learn new culinary techniques and new, new styles of food. Um, I know what I'm good at, um, but I could always even get better at those things too. You know, right. Or, right. even going back to culinary school, like you said, like I could, I could get better at, at costing and, and labor and all that kind of stuff. The, the admin work, but they also, there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of work to do in the kitchen. Like I need to be doing the hands-on uh, right. until I can get to the point where, you know, I, I have more time to, to not be cooking and doing more of the stuff, but then that's, you get into ownership and stuff like that, you know? Um, that was like the story with like every chef that I worked for is that yeah. they, they wouldn't delegate the stuff. So they'd be like, I'm in the kitchen and then I'm also writing the menus and then I got to do all the costing and they'd yeah. work like 
17 hour days and they're like super burnt out. You're like, dude, yeah. just like, let me help on something, you know, or like, yeah, burnout is real. Being a late, a, like a, a person who didn't start doing um, culinary till I was 30, mm-hmm. uh, it's harder because everybody else is like 20. Oh, so yeah. they think it was like a, a young kid doesn't know anything. And I'm like, I know like a lot about business, like running a small business and like other things just from job experience. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm new in the kitchen, but I know how to do these other things. And it was like yeah. hard to get, like, trust you, like, you know, yeah. to know how to do other things. They just think you're like some kid that just, you know, needs a job and is trying to figure life out, you know? <laughs> so it was, it was, it was an interesting thing to, to experience. It's hard, I, to, I, it's hard to see who knows what, uh, if they're like, well, especially in a, a kitchen like Google where there's hundreds of people working. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I worked there when I was, I worked at the San Francisco campus when we lived up there and that was, it was, it was nuts. Um, I, I was just a, I was a small, you know, I was just a small piece of the puzzle, just trying to, trying to make sure the carrots were ready for lunch or whatever, you know, like they, they could, I, I mean, I, they didn't see me for my talent or anything like that. It was just like, I was, they call it, they called him, I was in the chef team, but it was like, not, you know, I wasn't doing chef work. Right. You know? You're like, it's like, here's all the things you have to prep yeah, uh, and get it all done in like two hours. And you're like, Oh crap. You know, that's exactly what he said. Yeah. Just running chef. around like chopping as fast as you can. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, but, and it had to get done fast because there's so many people to feed and then, but, but I just remember being there and uh, I cooked all this food and then, um, you know, people can kind of pick and choose whatever food they want at the Google, Google kitchen, at least at this one. And, you know, they would pick like they would eat like maybe a third of what every single person made. Like you make all this food just in case, but they never ran out of anything. So they they would get kind of like you know this or that. And it was just to me it was excessive and wasteful. Um, oh man, coming, coming from the place with you know we were working in the hood in San Francisco where there was no food. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I had the same exact experience at Google because we were doing the the luncheons for like the executives, mm-hmm. and so they would make like oh we have you know, 20 people in this meeting, we got to make all this stuff. So every we'd make like all these salads and all these appetizers and all these main dishes and all these things, and then get it here by, you know, a certain time and like be so frantic. And then, um, after like later in the day, they'd bring like all those platters back and it would be like half of it's still there. This is like in the trash now. And like, oh, it's sad. Is- <laughs> you're like, you're like, putting your heart and soul into this. people like, go like, okay good bye you know exactly you're like i'm going back to music i'm going to do music <laughs> what's funny is that like in, in um the main people like the, the google like uh like campus like restaurants yeah people eat we would i would laugh like i would think like people must gain like 20 pounds when they start working there oh for because, sure because every day like the main the main campuses of all the regular people that you know they would get like get every single food for free that you want and you could eat right. there three, three three meals a day or all day yeah, you know, eat like burgers or, or or burritos or Indian food or Chinese or you know everything's free. So people Anything, would have yeah. like a a plate full like a burger and a, a hot dog and some Indian food and a and chow mein like piled like this high every day. Uh, like, How not huge, you know. That sounds like a recipe for a stomach ache and and yeah. and more and beyond. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then so so then crazy. like uh culinary kind of like took a pause and you, you took up, you took up music almost, what, almost full-time again or doing both? Well, no, I, you know, I, um, went, the, one of the things moving down, we, you know, we were, my wife and I were talking about moving 
you know, the Bay Area was, uh, you know, like a lot of people are just into like tech stuff there. And yeah. a lot of our friends had moved away, you know, or doing different things. And we had been coming down um, to L the LA area. You know, I was doing some Ironside um, rehearsals and, you know, working on, uh, working on music and all, all the guys that I was working with were down here. So, you know, I, I, since I was working for a utility company with the city of San Jose, I was, I decided to look, just look in utility. I was looking yeah. in culinary and I was looking in utilities and the job I happened to find was with the city of Bur uh, Burbank for the, for the, uh, for their utilities. So I oh. uh, got a job down here. So we That's moved good. down here. Yeah. And, um, we got down here like November of 2019 and, you know, we're, we're, the main reasons we want to come down here is, you know, it's, there's a lot, there's so much stuff going on. Um, you know, we wanted to be closer to LA, like the, the music scene, the art scene, like culinary mm -hmm. scene. Um, just like there's a, just a, a, a really, uh, you know, vibrant kind of like unique vibe down here. And yeah, like, just so much going on all the time. We wanted to be closer. We, you know, we were only like 50 miles away from San Francisco when we, where we lived in, in the Bay Area, but traffic is so bad that, we, you know, if you try to go up there in the middle of the week, it takes like almost two hours. Oh my. Traffic. Yeah. So, you know, really hard to go up there even you know let's go to a game or go to a show we'd always miss like half the show because it takes so long to get up there and right so we just went <laughs> closer to a, a big city closer to stuff that's going on you know and uh -huh. as an artist she you know she she does graphic design but she wanted to be she loves fine art and she's really wanted to be challenged by different things too and yeah you know museums and different vibes of you know different job opportunities down here for both of us so we moved down here and um you know, I'm not opposed to, you know, maybe doing some food in the, in the future or doing music again. I mean, just kind of like going, going with it right now. I mean, I feel like this past year, it was so weird. I mean, we thought we were going to do all this stuff and then obviously, obviously COVID happened, but right. Yeah. We, I, in like the two months we were here, you know, we went to like all these shows and mm -hmm. we, we went to the city to really some really cool events you know we got to like this is amazing <laughs> yeah we did all this stuff and then it was like it's all been shut off you know shut down all year so yeah not uh, you know trying to do our best you know stay stay active with you know walking the dog going outside and mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of cooking at home i mean a lot of cooking a lot of writing like, songs yeah a lot of music writing and a lot of cooking good um, yeah so I, I started doing like like i've always like i've always been like a bigger guy and i've always like struggled with like weight you know and oh, um, okay i was a lot heavier actually a couple of years ago and i kind of started i started working out for one and i started cooking a lot more for myself that, so that's made, good yeah so it's you know i try to be real i'm, I'm really into like the, the meal prepping and the, the cooking ahead of time like and trying to eat you know mm -hmm. eat at home most especially for breakfast and lunches you know trying to have like healthy food co home cooked food for all those things yeah so it's been a good year with especially with trying not to go places this year. It's like, yeah. Creative and, with the and if you're working, if you're stuck, in, you know, working in a sit in a sitting position, you can, you know, yeah. get less, less healthy or whatever. So it's kind of good yeah, to being be in the kitchen position. cooking. Yeah. My position right uh, currently is either, you know, is always at the computer. So, oh, shoot. you know, okay. Yeah. So it's like I, the only, the only standing up exercise I get is if I, you know, walk around different things. But then it's also been this year was like, you know, don't walk around to people's desks, you know, oh, wear a mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it got worse. And so then it was like, everyone worked from home if you can. So I've been working from home for most, you know, over the past, you know, six months or, or so. So, oh man. So 
And my exercise is like trying to take the dog out for a walk a couple miles a day and trying to work out, yeah. you know, do home workouts. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we were going to a gym that got closed and then we've been doing like home, home, uh, you know, online workout uh, things. And is Burbank you know. pretty locked down? It's not bad. I mean, it's like everything. Every, mm-hmm. I think everyone thinks like everybody in my family thinks that LA is like, cause of the news, you know, it's like the worst thing. Everyone's dying. <laughs> you know, don't go outside. Yeah. You're like, it's kind of like not really anything crazy, especially Burbank. It's so mellow up here yeah. uh, in LA. It's just kind of chill. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, it kind of sucked for, you know, when they closed all the outdoor dining, you know, mm-hmm. that was, I know a lot of businesses were like really hurting and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Hurting. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We, everybody, everybody in the entertainment industry and in the food industry felt it in one way or another. Um, mine, mine is more events and weddings. So like we got postponed postponements and cancellations, uh, which is, which suck, you know, sucks for a lot of reasons, but, and then now when they pick back up again, it's like doubled up. So, uh, you know, like, uh, according, you know, know? everybody's like rushing. Yeah, so now I'm always listening to chaotic music because I, because <laughs> it's like, yeah, come on, awesome. you know. It's, I guess it's like, you know you, you you got through the hard times and now everybody's you know the good thing about it is that everybody wants to to not waste any time to do like the stuff they can do now, so it's like right. everyone's like oh like we you know we're gonna do a wedding on a Wednesday night because we don't we're oh, not yeah. gonna wait anymore or whatever you know yeah, you're not gonna they are the for the saturday you know if we can't do a saturday wedding anytime or to do whatever you know we'll figure it out exactly like, whenever it's open and we'll, anymore <laughs> not taking any chances or wasting any time and uh i'm i'm okay with that you know um i just want to i just want to get it to the point where we can like go to shows you know yeah and, you know so like i'm talking to friends who run venues or, or bartend or anything like that or festivals like you know there's not really much we can do besides you know, some kind of financial support, I guess, like buying a shirt, but that's not really going to help keep buildings open and stuff like that. You right. know? Um, I know that with, you know, they were doing, they've been doing um, like tons of drive-in movies. Yeah. I've been a big here now, like over, mm-hmm. like since they like let people open again, you know, like in the fall, mm-hmm. they had tons of drive-in movies and they're starting to do um, drive-in comedy shows. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, like outside of like a comedy venue, they'll like, you know, 20 cars can fit there and each, each car is like 200 bucks, you know, but you can fit everybody <laughs> in your car, like five people in the car, you know, come yeah. to a comedy. So, you know, they're trying to do something. So, you know, maybe they'll be able to do like some outdoor concerts, like uh, in your car, you know, sooner mm-hmm. than later, you know, but hope so. I feel, the, you know, I feel like that going to a small venue to see bands at a club's going to be a while. I don't know. That's my jam. I really, I've always liked the small stuff. Like even, yeah, even playing, even as a, even as a performer, I, I preferred like, basement shows and stuff like that to um to festivals because the festivals have the big barricade and the distance between at least you know in in my experience i always like you know i guess people grabbing the microphone from me and i can walk on heads and i don't know that's just that's just more Mm -hmm. my style of uh, i didn't i don't know i just like being uh i guess it's like in a a totally immersive symbiotic relationship with you know with that and i think that's one of the joys i get out of cooking now i guess is Cause I can, I say, I made that food. Do you, you know, do you like it? And they're like, eh, I'm like, okay, you can leave. I'm just kidding. <laughs> or, or yeah, we like it. I'm like, cool. I'm going to go back to the kitchen now because I don't know. It's like, I guess now that's my, uh, that's me putting out records in one way is putting out the food, you know, do you get like the, the same joy, um, from like, 
having people like the food and being like stoked at on it as you did like from from music i mean it's somewhat it's somewhat similar uh because uh, mm-hmm. I, I with the music and playing live or whatever it's like much more energy and adrenaline you right. know, than it is for um it, it's similar in a lot of ways uh as far as like getting the satisfaction of you know pleasing the the guest or whatever but um mm-hmm. yeah the the uh, definitely a lot more a lot more thrill and energy from the music of course yeah but but yeah i like i of course you want people to like your food and stuff like that you know and like well, there's no like there's not really like message boards for for haters on well there's yelp but you know there's not like i guess that's very similar to the music message boards but you know there's still people right. out you know even with the new music that we're we're right you, you know that even if you and i are writing songs or you know me and danny or and i put it out people are still like doesn't sound like your old stuff and, like, and a part of me is like thank you you know uh you know the, ly- the lyrics are different strong different content i'm like well hey i'm not 17 you know i'm right. sorry you know yeah and i, and I don't really yeah. want to take the take the energy to argue i don't really have the energy or want want to do that i don't want to i don't really want to open people's eyes besides what it already is so i don't right. know hopefully you can still do that with your 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 art you know your music and stuff like that you know with iron well, side so when you're a good enough cook and you like when you're making something and you like you're making food for other people and you taste you know you, you know it's like the shit you know yeah it's kind of you, when you watch people eat it and they're like dude like, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know it's kind of a cool feeling it's, it's yeah. like when you write a cool when you write a cool part I, I don't know i guess vocals are a little different but like i know that when i'm writing guitar like i come up with like a sick guitar part or something mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah, this is this is awesome you, oh, yeah. you want to you know, you wait you show somebody that you're like waiting for them to be like, yeah, <laughs> kind, of the, kind of similar with food in that way, you know. Well, I know, you, it, um, you know, that that uh, that mid tempo, the, the quick face song that you have, yeah. Um, I, I showed that to to uh, um, Andy from Five Iron with, with, to, to drum or whatever to say, hey, you yeah. want to drum on this one? He goes, dude, this this sounds like failure, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna tell Mike that, you know. Um, and then you said, and then you said, failure is your influence for Ironside. I was like, uh, oh, that he's that's funny that that he picked that right. He picked that up right away, you know. Um, yeah. And that's so so it's definitely coming through. Your influences come through on on those things. So that's um, that's a good thing, I think, you know. And hopefully, our our the musics that we make and the the stuff that we make in our our kitchens can be, I don't know, somewhat influential to new people coming up, you know. Right, because right. I I felt like Dogwood kind of we passed the torch to a new generation of bands, you know, whether that mm-hmm. was people younger or just people starting bands or or punk bands from San Diego or whatever, um, because we were because we were such early, you know, early on in that scene, you know. So well, punk like punk music changed a lot, like in the two thousands, like it, you know, like the Warp Tour and all the kind of like stuff mm-hmm. that was punk rock, kind of changed, yeah. a lot of it. There's still like yeah. the old bands still doing it, but there's not as many of like newer bands doing the exactly. older stuff, doing their own right. kind of different you now. So, but it's I feel true. like there's more bands lately that are kind of starting to do like cool punk rock again. You know, it's sort of like definitely they're getting that emo kind of like the whiny boy kind of punk rock. You know, and uh-huh. getting more like manly rock again. You know, it's kind of coming back. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, I like like. And that, and then to me, that's, that's kind of always the style that I already liked. So it did, I feel like it did go away for a while or, or there was more bands that sounded like, 
you know, it was just one style of, of punk and it kind of took a little dip in the valley and now mm. it's, it's, I don't know about a resurgence per se, but there's definitely either more bands doing that style that are doing it well. Um, and, and I think it also helps that there's so many cool record labels out there right now that independent labels that are pressing vinyl and, you know, people labels from all over the world are picking up bands and stuff like that from, you know, to, to, to put on an EP or whatever. So I think, I think it's a, a good, it's a good time to be doing music. Um, yeah. and then, so I want one reason I can't wait to, for live music to happen again is because I want to do more live music food pairings, like do an actual oh, event with, you know, say cool. like, say like Ironside plays and then I, we could put what food and drinks would go well with the, these songs, you know, stuff like that. So, um, so like, you know, Ironside and, you know, other friends bands that, or other venues or bars or breweries that have, that can have music. I'll be like, let's pair it all together. You know, like. I would love to do, I think it would be awesome. I know like a lot of, um, you know, like breweries that have like outdoor space. Mm-hmm. I know that some of them like, you know, in certain places we're starting to do shows. Yeah. Some um, do. Yeah. Um, you know, like, you know, a lot of times, you know, the, the places like the breweries where they, you know, people that are open for, you know, beer tasting, like in the evenings or whatever, you know, not yeah. normally like not a bar, but just like the the breweries, you know, are, we're starting to do like events or like have bands come and play and yeah, uh, and have it be kind of a little more low key and, and, and in a different vibe. You could have a food truck there or whatever, but then, you know, obviously that kind of all stopped for right now, but I think that might be the better key to have like shows again. Like, for sure. Know, yeah. For before, sure. before it's getting inside of a, a, a venue where you're all crowded in, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you could do it or more yeah, outdoor like, stage patio, diving. Patio, <laughs> patio food and, and, and music pairing kind of events, which would be cool. All right. Make it happen. Let's get on. Let's do it. <laughs> and then you have like a, you have like a brewery that has its beers there. Yep. And then you can find like, you could come up with food that matches with those beers mm-hmm. and fits the vibe of the music you're doing or something. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's so to be like one of my beer dinners, but also with, you know, it's paired to the songs or whatever the case may be. So like, you know, to some degree, to, to, to a degree that people can understand it. Like, why does it make sense to do this song with this song or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. if, if the song is called, if the song is something that already has food in the title, then that's a no brainer. But like, why is this working? Why does this work? You know? So it's just right. a, it's just a fun thing that we do. A lot of uh, yeah. bands seem like they're coming out with their, they're like doing collaborations with brewers. And yeah, they are. Come out too, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. There's so, like, you know, so yeah, beer collaborations, there's coffee collaborations, um, all kinds of fun stuff, you know? Uh, and that's like a, that's at a, like a, a small level with, you know, some breweries can, can do that. Um, and then you don't, you don't have to be as big as say Metallica to get your own whiskey or beer or whatever. It's like, Right, right, some, right. some there's so many breweries and you know even food trucks can do pairings with bands it's like just you just people just have to pull the trigger you know i was really, really close to what to doing like my own food truck like yeah i didn't i was like looking at the cost of it and like thinking mm-hmm. about it that was like you know in 2000 like for, for 13 or 14 it just didn't it, i think i feel like the heyday of the food truck like explosion kind of is kind of over I don't know. It's still, it's still happening. You know, still, I guess it was, I mean, you know. I mean, I don't know about Burbank. I don't know about Burbank per se, but like, it's still the, especially with the brewery scene. I mean, I, maybe I can only speak for San Diego County, but it's a, it's a definitely a need here in San Diego. Um, yeah. And then, and then we at Harvest Kitchen, we, we, we use the food truck for our weddings, you know? Oh, awesome. so, so we're using, so we're using it all the time for, 
for everything, really. You use it for it's hot and you can cook there. You don't have to like yeah, yeah. those big Lexans and, and, and those hot boxes and worry about everything getting messed up. Yeah, portable kitchen, baby. That's <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. So so I mean, so also um I mean, imagine if we did this, did these food and music, you know, beer pairings, and then the, the the food truck just pulls up, your food truck just pulls up or whatever, you know, if it's a coffee truck or an ice cream truck or anything like that. And it's all these cool dudes that were in bands. But, you know, because yeah. I because I know a lot of people like yourself, for example, that, and other people I've talked to <clears throat> want to have these mobile vehicles for what they're what they're doing. So like one guy really wants to do, you know, he wants to have cold brew coffee on a truck and then one guy has tacos only and then one guy does pizza oven. So like, you know, like they we all show up. It's a music festival, which means there's probably multiple bands. So so maybe there's multiple trucks and then everything's paired up. You know, I don't know. It's like a. <laughs> You could try to do that with food trucks too, where they could do like um, come up with a menu item like that's that fits the the, the vibe of the event or something too. Oh know? yeah, like, oh yeah, all the, the the puns and the pairings and stuff like that. You got fun fun names and then yeah, I don't know. So that's a kind of a goal. I mean, once everything gets re kind of re back and reopen, like a goal would be to do that because I had some stuff in the works, uh, you know, for to happen in you know back when I guess things were more normal or whatever but like selling tickets actually doing the pairings and having fun with it and just kind of making it making it an ongoing thing and taking it on the road like a tour like where i we would go to burbank and then san francisco and then oregon and seattle so like really doing it like that because it's doable it's doable i went to this one um it was it happened one year it was like a a, like rancid and pennywise Mm -hmm. and um and uh, Suicidal and L7 were the bands. Mm-hmm. And it was like a beer, it was like a beer, uh, beer tasting and concert, outdoor concert. Oh, the bash? It, it tour, the, the bash thing, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, that, yeah, that was my, my friend Cameron did that. Uh, he's the festival promoter for that. And I okay. had, he was, he, he, we just, he was on the show a couple of times ago. And okay. um, he, he, so he does those, he does beer and music festivals. Um, mm-hmm. and then, so he did like the punk and Drublik with no effects one. And then he did the bash with Rancid and it's like, people, people get it. Like they, it, yeah. it just works to have that together. And I was like, yeah, now let's do it with food since you're already mm-hmm. doing it with the beer and music, like keep the bands collaborating with the beer companies and we'll come, we'll figure out a way to do food. And then, I mean, you could yeah. do it with like all genres of music, probably, you know, like sludge, yeah. doom, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. So- well, you- Definitely, it's funny because like people that go that go to those are probably like you know they're it's mostly like a a slightly older crowd, not like you know old people, but like you know it's not like the eighteen year old crowd. It's more like the the thirty to forty year old people well, yeah. that are people they, appreciate craft beer. They appreciate the beer. They can afford to 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 pay a little bit more because they want to. Plus, you're like I want to go to a show. I'd rather be outside drinking like good beers and watch mm-hmm. bands I like and not be like you know, you're, and you're, and you get to see a variety. You could like bring your wife to it or whatever, even if they're not into it. Instead of going to a stadium and paying $9 for a Coors Light. Right. Know, right. So, exactly. So I'd rather Basically. pay, I'd rather pay a regular price for a pint of a local brewery or whatever. You know? I really liked that because it was like, it was like a, just a, 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 a fee. I think it was like 30 or 40 bucks, but then you got to do like unlimited beer tasting for, right. Yeah. That, that could, I could that could get a little tricky, but I guess you know he he sells 
from what it sounds like he keeps it under you know it's pretty under control for the most part because um and and that stops at a certain time and then there's a concert and then you know um it's just really i think it's well done i i didn't get to go to the bash but i really i uh i've been to some of the shows and they're they just they're fun you know it's yeah. a lot of fun that's like a wave in the future probably you know like yeah outdoor shows and getting people you know involved with that kind of stuff for sure more, yeah i'd rather go to that you know i mean the, the crowd that used to go to work tour when you're like 20 you know <laughs> now you're like i don't want to see 20 bands i'd rather see like four good bands exactly and be able to drink some good beer and have some good food there you go um, for a thing you know it's more worth it to go to than not like uh, all day in the sun and and have no <laughs> nothing good at all you know other than the music or whatever so exactly um so clo- clo- i got some uh some closing thought well i want you to give me some closing thoughts but also we want to find out where you know how do we find your current music and your all the stuff that you're doing now like where where's mike <laughs> okay well um i mean all the all the bands i was in uh, you know fighting jacks um a, a couple of frito boat all those bands are on like Bandcamp mm-hmm. or on youtube nice uh, ironside uh we have a Bandcamp page we're also on you know like spotify and and Apple Music, all that kind of stuff too. Um, YouTube, everything. Our, our music's on all of that. So we, we've only put out a few singles so far, and then we're working on a whole new uh, album. Um, this past year, I, we, I re- we wrote a whole a whole new album, plus like a, co- a, a, a album of covers that we're going to do too. Ah, nice. Um, so yeah, so working on that, and then working on stuff with you, which yep, and Dan, yep. awesome too. So pretty stoked yeah. to be just like collaborating and we're finally working on a lot of different things. Heck yeah. You know, it's, it's really exciting. And, uh, you know, I think this is like the time of the, you know, at the time in our lives now it's like music is like, it's a little bit more, it's, it's not super expensive to create anymore. And, um, you, and you can make it from home and you don't need to, you know, you can be a band again. Like so many bands that I love are like getting back together because they can, they can do records by themselves. Now they don't have to yeah. do like, 12 months a year you know they can just like do a few shows here and there put out records for the by themselves and right stay as a band and be creative without having to have that pressure of like a record label or anything too so i think it's that's a new time great. a new era yeah, yeah yeah for sure well plus plus you know they can't play live so what do you yeah, yeah. Right now, so. Every, every band is equal now right as of this year it's, it's just <laughs> uh, so you know not. nobody's got the status as much as anymore as like you know it's just like you know put music online and try to sell some merch it's about it, you know. Yeah, the great leveling it's a leveling time. But um yeah. What's some what do you think is some uh some impart some wisdom? What what's your closing thoughts? Uh what uh what do we need to know? What's um I don't know, I think I feel like you know, we talked about a little bit like stay creative, you know, always try to you know keep keep learning, uh-huh. uh you know, keep getting inspired, you know, don't don't think you're you're too old or too uh you're not you're not too old to keep doing anything, you know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I'm trying to like learn how to play guitar like better. I've decided this past year too. Like I need to practice more, and I need to like like watch YouTube videos on like how how like fundamental things that I never really learned. Oh, you know, okay. on the rock side of it, you just kind of winged it and you like figured it out, but you didn't really know like the proper way to do certain things. So mm-hmm. try to do that, and then um, you know, just like I feel like uh, you know, find ways to be challenged. You know, like get yeah. off, get off media and like do more reading or more uh, listening to music um if you can you know podcast or whatever you know just like keep getting mentally challenged it's like especially this time of uh in, in, in all the quarantine you know 
like stay off yeah. the news, social media, and, and just like focus on positive things. You know, mm-hmm. I really like listening to sermons like online or like, okay. you know, things like that, you know, like just to kind of get some perspective on things, mm-hmm. um, you know, or, you know, uplifting podcasts or uplifting music. I feel like my taste for like darker things has kind of this past year kind of like fizzled a little bit, you know, oh, okay. That's darker good. music or darker, you know, movies or subject matter, just kind of like, like, I don't want to, I don't want to fill that in my mind right now. You know, it's like, yeah, you're looking for, little, you're looking for some good energy, like, a, a you know, orbit yeah. energy kind of thing. So what's yeah. a good, send me off with a good, like, you know, what band or, or song is, is like inspiring right now? Um, I feel like I've been into so many different things. Um, I mean, I loved like the, the new hum album that came out last year was so So good. good. So good. So good. I listened to that. Um, uh, I've been listening to a lot of like, I really liked that slick shoes album that came out last year, which was, was pretty rad to see them playing it. That was a, that was fun. That was a fun one, huh? Fun, You know, um, uh, I've been, I, I'm always like, I'm always switching it up. I mean, I, I kind of like go back and forth with all kinds of music. Um, and then I listen to my own music that I'm always working on. So I'm always like listening and yeah. analyzing the songs that like we're working on right now or whatever. Yeah. Can't wait um, for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, kind of getting into like some of that kind of like retro, like not retro, but like, um, you know, like, like a Brittany Howard or like black, uh, black Pumas. Oh yeah. Like, you know, kind of like soul. almost like a, soul, like a, like a modern, like alter, alternative soul. Yeah. Kind of rock kind of vibe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's a guy, Marty Bar- Strange, pretty cool. Um, the Nationals, like one of my favorites. You know, I always get some in- inspiration from them. Oh yeah, he's uh, good. Yeah, like a lot of that kind of stuff. You know, like did you hear just... the the Taylor Swift record? Or the, Nash- the guy from the National did. I've been needing. I've been needing to hear it. I'm, I was pretty reluctant, and then people. Well, it sounds like you'd it. like it if you like the National. I know, and I was like, well, it's still Taylor Swift, but you know, but I've been other <laughs> people like, it out, you know. Yeah. So I'll try to come around to it. You know, that's like, that's definitely a stretch for me. <laughs> for sure. You know, I mean, yeah. some, like, uh, I've all have to throw on like every time I die or, uh, <laughs> or right after that, you know? Yeah. Or uh, sandwich it. Yeah. Before and after, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. Exactly. It's I, like we were talking about giving, giving new things a whirl, you know, mm-hmm. but, I've been in, but you know, trying, if you don't no loss. Yeah. You know, like trying to get it. I really like, uh, there's a really good band called Biffy Clyro. I don't know if you've heard them at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like pretty much like the big the biggest rock band of like europe but like nobody knows about them here <laughs> they're like the band that like foo fighters opens for in europe but here they would play like you know a tiny venue and it would be sold out but it would be like 400 people you know like, right right so i really i really like them they're really like they're still like put out like heavier rock riffs uh-huh. even though it's like rock you know so I, I I really like them a lot. I think they're Biffy Clyro. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like I don't like when bands I I like bands that are pushing this, <sighs> you know, or like they don't get soft yeah. as you go. Like a lot of bands, they they just get soft over the, each album is like more pop or more soft. And I, yeah. I'm like, no, you gotta keep some heaviness in there, you know. Keep keep pushing uh-huh. the put you know, you can be creative without being wussy, you know, you know. So <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> Be creative yep. without being wussy. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, you heard it. You heard it first. Fighting Mike says, "Be creative and don't be a wussy." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good. All right. Well, it was good chatting with you, man. 
Man, great, great to see you, and I uh, can't wait to see you in person sometime soon, hopefully. Yeah, probably at our food and music festival. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. And, and you know, uh, hit me up if you are are ever in a pinch on a a certain a certain events or something. I'm sure you have people, but I can always right. come. I always need more, I always need more people. All right. Cool. <laughs> right on, Take brother. Care, man. All right. All right, man. Good night. Talk to you soon. Yep, there it is. Another episode in the books for the family cast where food and music is life. And this guest was obviously no exception to that. Mr. Mike Wright, a musician of many talents, a self-taught musician. And he's written so many songs, including writing stuff with St. Didicus. So be on the lookout for some more St. Didicus songs coming soon, hopefully. And he is also, of course, new music from Ironside. Uh, be on keep your ears peeled for that because i heard some of the music and it's gonna be a good one it doesn't have the vocals quite finished yet so i can't share it but uh, i guarantee you're gonna love it and special thanks to mike for taking the time out of his week uh, to get on the show with me and just reminisce about our our good old times touring all around one story we didn't tell uh, about a tour is when we were on tour with fighting jacks we were having a fireworks war on the freeway. I think it was on the 80 in Nebraska. It was middle of the night. Nobody else on the road except for our two vans. And we had got some Roman candles from one of the fireworks stands on the side of the road, which are everywhere in the Midwest during July, at least when we were out there before. Anyhow, we started firing them at each other on the road. It looked really cool because it's pitch black. There's barely any lights on the roads out there on the freeway, at least at this time of day, at end of night, I should say. And one of the band members in the Fighting Jacks starts shooting the fireworks at us in the van. Uh, an idea we I had picked up from another band that we toured with before, and we proceeded. You know, so we roll, you have to roll down the windows to be able to shoot it at each other. So we were doing it back at them, and I had one of my hats on the dashboard. I was driving, and they launched something. I don't remember how it happened, but one of the one of the Roman candle like bullets, I guess, or or you know things that come out comes out of the tube hit the tire on one of the vehicles shoots up into our van rolls across the dashboard lands on my hat and just starts burning a hole through my hat like you could see this just sparkling ball of energy of firework energy just melting my hat basically so i still have the hat it's got some rad holes in it so if you ever see me with a brown hat with holes in it it's from the fighting jacks tour from our fireworks war in nebraska there you go a little fun fun story i forgot to talk about on the episode so anyways, yeah, um, as you may have heard in this episode, uh, Mike is a musician, so in, I'm going to play a couple of his songs uh, at the uh, end of this talk, at the end of me talking, and one is going to be from his band Ironside, it's called Doomsday, and it's a heavy, just, I mean, you'll hear it, it's, it's Ironside Doomsday, and then Fighting Jacks, I'm going to play, let's see. From his album Dying Art of Life, I'm going to play Commons and Robbers. Sorry, Mike, we, he and I talked about a bunch of different songs. What, what, what should I play? Because, you know, he has so many songs to choose from. And um, 
this one in particular just reminds me of our tour together so i was always in the pit you know like not necessarily pitting mosh pitting but like i was always always in the crowd going crazy because i just i i really enjoy these energetic songs and uh i was not one to just be standing on stage or whatever just watching i wanted to be in the action i wanted to be getting getting sweaty and stuff like that so yeah commons and robbers fighting jacks doomsday by ironside they're both on there uh go get some records from fighting jacks or ironside they're all all the links are in the show notes of course i like to link up to band camps because uh that's the easy way to support the bands and also on that note support all my guests that i've had on so far essex coffee beer savage buy tickets to some festivals go visit cameron at his restaurant in dana point i mean harvest kitchen all this stuff so i'm just going to keep having people on here and because of the people i'm talking to are doing rad things including um mike writing songs for fighting jackson Ironsides, and of course he's writing with saint didicus too so he's written some songs for saint didicus uh one of which is already out which i linked in the notes and also um got a couple more going so yeah mike's just a busy busy musician among other things so on that note i'm just gonna say i will probably stop talking here pretty soon but i do have to tell you to be kind to one another be a good human being don't be a dick there's a lot of there's a lot of foul play going on in the world right now of course um the things that people think are trending or slogans like black lives matter or stop asian hate or international women's month we shouldn't have to even say those things but people still don't get it so that's why we say those things because of course you want to say things like yes all lives matter yes i don't want to be a, i don't want to hate anybody but people are targeting specific groups so we have to highlight those groups like we have to have an, a women's month instead of just celebrating women all year long we have to say black lives matter instead of celebrating lives at all times and that everyone's equal we have to say stop the asian hate because people are targeted it sucks just why can't it just be like everyone's cool and i mean why can't we just like be together and be friends I, mean, I don't know i don't know if i'm being naive i don't know what's going on with the world but i do know that we can only help uh you know we can only help how we treat each other so that said until i see you next time be the best human that you can be i guarantee it'll change mine it'll change the world if everyone's just always being the best that they can be and i speaking for myself i could be a better i could be a better human i could be a better father a better husband better speaker better podcaster better chef like let's just get better okay enough of the positive speech here for you i'm going to play some music and i will talk to you on the next episode of the family cast where food and music is life yes and that's it for me i'm out of here i'll uh hit me up on the socials actually if you want to email it's famcastpod at gmail.com famcastpod at gmail.com and enter code famcast at liquid death to get some water and some discounts and whatever so yeah do all that stuff i'll talk to you soon
Thanks for listening to The Family Cast. Yeah. <laughs>